0: Welcome to Pioneers at Work, Episode 4, The Power of Yes. Welcome, my friends. Grab your gear and let's get to work because today I am really excited to introduce our wonderful guest and pioneer, Kim Langer. Kim is currently the Chief Operations Officer at Rastigar Property Company in Austin, Texas, and previously held leadership roles at Herbalife Nutrition, overseeing operations in the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico, and the Caribbean, and also was a leader at the Coca-Cola Company in its manufacturing division. Welcome, Kim. I'm so glad to have you here at Pioneers at Work. Hi, Ellen. I'm so happy to be in your podcast. You and I have spoken about how the power of yes has really helped you in your career and your pioneering journey. And I would really like you to tell our listeners all about that. I'm
1: very excited. I think it's all been about the power of yes Yes, the power of yes is saying yes and getting opportunities to kind of advance myself throughout my career and just getting a shot at places where I didn't think I would be Yes. Yeah, so sounds- power of yes is the power of opportunity.
0: <laughs> and so what were some places in your career that that really came into play? I
1: think it was definitely when I started and then when I had my first leadership role which came uh, into its equivalent to the two economic downturns of 2001 and 2008, when there was, in my fields aviation and uh, manufacturing supply chain management, a lot of layoffs, you know, trying to cut costs. And it was at that turn where you had a lot of uh, top management with admins and secretaries and we needed more uh, hands-on and people taking on multiple responsibilities. Where I stepped up and said yes, and took on how many roles and responsibilities that I could to continue uh, the you know uh, the company's uh, going and supporting my uh, top management management team and leaders of the of the companies and just taking on a lot. That's what uh, kind of got me through my career, and I I thrived when it was. A very bad time economic.
0: Yeah. So tell me, like, when those opportunities came up, what, what within yourself gave you that, I guess, courage or, you know, that confidence to just say yes?
1: Uh, I was hungry to grow and being a woman. Uh, I think we, you know, they say we have to work uh, kind of uh, a little harder to kind of uh, grow in our, uh, in our careers and companies to be uh, seen and mentored and promoted. So that, that, that was my way in to kind of create that influence by taking more responsibility without a title and authority, but just owning more, knowing more and helping more would give me that influence to eventually build a character of leadership that would be recognized and promoted.
0: Yeah. And so when you think back on those times, what were some of the most challenging aspects of your career journey when you had said yes, and then you found yourself in situations? Uh, I think it was
1: training myself just due to the lack of resources at the time, uh, that it, it was that extra time working those extra hours that, but I was so hungry to be uh, in leadership and an executive. I knew when I entered the workforce that I wanted to be in leadership. It was my, my goal. So I, I, it was challenging to do the training, to educate myself, uh, and just, uh, request, uh, Kind of mentorship and leadership. Uh, I had a, a wonderful leader who was so inspiring that I remember. She was a woman in quality control and she was so strict with very detailed. And I loved it because it trained me so much. Anything I did, she would come back and uh, kind of give me uh, so much feedback. Uh, <laughs> and it was critical. She was very detail oriented, but it made me so good. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. It was a yeah. challenge. It was like, do i have to stay that extra hour to correct uh something but it uh i loved it you know she was a black belt a six sigma black belt which is kind of in quality control and in manufactured is uh pretty incredible so i was very happy to be trained by her and and how uh, critical she was.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she was really influential, like in just her approach to business and then also just instilling in you some of the things she felt really strongly about uh, about what makes great leaders. And so when you think about like where you are today, I'm really interested in like how you help in your leadership role instill that power of yes in the people that you lead. Yes,
1: uh, you know, we are... Uh, we are at a at our growth spurt right now. So when I started last year, uh, in the early on, we had two two properties. We are at about twenty nine right now. So I started with one multifamily. I'm at eleven. Uh, so there's a lot of yes, 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 yes <laughs> going on. So we could keep growing. Uh, uh, and I think having that uh, attitude and kind of setting the tone for the team, I think it motivates them. It, it wants them. Uh, I, I still get excited. I'm enthusiastic. Uh, you know, anytime we start something new, uh, I want to jump in and be strategic and brainstorm and bring the team in. And uh, And I think they feel that, you know, and I, and I kind of see it. The team is very uh, enthusiastic too. They're like, yeah, let's jump on that challenge. So saying yes uh, is very rewarding when you uh, do it right, and you, and then the team feels that uh, instant team gratification. Well, it's not instant; it takes a while, but uh, they want to move on to the next one. So it's it's been great to kind of spread the word uh, amongst my uh, my team.
0: Yeah, I love the fact that you talk about doing it right and how you really, through your own energy and your own engagement and your own own excitement about your work, your team kind of, it's like contagious. They get excited as well, they get ambitious and they really wanna go for it in whatever challenge they have ahead of them. Um, so when you think about doing it right, are there any other aspects of doing it right that are important for you in your leadership? It's
1: preparation, details, you know, strategy, feedback. From uh, key people in the team uh, uh, are definitely uh, financial analysts <laughs> and uh, data analytics. Uh, I like to prepare; it's more exciting. So I like to plan things out very detailed, and I and the team is like that too. You know, I expect preparation. Uh, I always say, especially uh, with anybody in the team, everybody in your team and your department is your customer. So when you uh, when you get asked a question be prepared to answer uh you know five questions back to back Uh, i like preparation uh and i think they've taken on that and and it's it's exciting that's the you know when you say yes you got to be prepared uh to step up (laughs) step
0: step in and step up step in and step up for sure. And I'm really curious to hear because you are a woman leader. I'm wondering, do you have any advice specifically for women leaders? I do, you know, I think it's tough being, uh, and I'm sure a lot of of women uh, uh,
1: in leadership in my uh, position are around a lot of men. And, you know, they wrote that book, uh, I think it was uh, Men Are From Mars, (laughs) Women Are From Venus." (laughs) Because it's true. We are very different in our styles, you know, especially in leadership. I think it's taking that approach to listen and and, uh, be patient. Women, I I feel we are very uh, detailed. And sometimes uh, men uh, are a little bit more uh, free uh, to kind of uh, express and make and say something wrong. And they don't feel anything. They just correct themselves without. uh, And I think me, me and maybe other women feel that. We always have to say the right thing so we don't feel kind of, uh, we, we, we always want to be uh, kind of not say something wrong so we could not be seen as like, oh, uh, uh, we, we have bigger feels, shoes to fill as women in, in leadership.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. A lot of times we think, you know, that shoe is really big and, you know, how do we, how do we make it fit um, when we're in leadership roles? And do you have any tips that you have around how you adapt in changing environments and how do you find success in what you do? Being patient, listening, uh, not kind of reacting before fully uh,
1: digesting what's being said. Uh, I think, uh, it's uh, natural or we, we react to things that we off the bat, maybe it sounds like a terrible idea without uh, listening completely or I think we, we must remain open, remain open, patient. Listen when you don't agree and understand the, the other party's uh, perspective and point of view and what they're trying to say. Uh, I, I do have quick reactions. I think visually, like you could tell when I'm not going to agree on something which I've trained myself to, to correct. I actually got called out on it when I was very young, uh, a, a young leader that I was kind of, I needed to work on my body <laughs> <laughs> and my facial expressions. And, and I caught myself and, and I remember the leader, it was a senior, uh, it was a senior uh, manager. And he said, you know, I know what you're thinking. He's like, you need to be more uh, open. Like, you know, you're it, that's not a. And listen, you know, thoroughly what what's being said. Uh, I would just right off the bat, when something I didn't agree on, I was I already shut it down. And I've I was probably not mature at that time. Uh, a lot of leadership training and feedback. Uh, but I would say be patient, listen, especially when your instinct tells you you're not going to agree. I've learned the most once when, when I've been presented projects, even by my leadership or. That weren't going to work when I thought, and I gave in my all and they worked. And it really proved to me that I'm not right. And it really made me change too, that some things, even though I'm not in it, if I put my full effort, even when I don't agree, they're going to work out. So I've been proved, I was, I'm like, I can't believe this worked. I'm glad I'm part of the team and I invested my uh, whole energy into it and not just, you know, I was like uh, turned off by it and be like, I'm not going to, I don't care. It's not going to work. And it really has carved me out as a leader today to kind of be that leader that is very open to everything. And I say, yes. Yeah,
0: that really came across, Kim. Like, even in those times that you questioned, you know, the the concept that was being put forth, the project that you were being asked to do, and you had that initial instinct that this isn't going to work, you still said yes, and you put your whole self into whatever it was that you were undertaking, and then you said, in fact, the outcome was a positive. Yes, I was wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you, you know, what? I've also, I've always noticed that sometimes it's better to be part of, a, of the team than to hold on to your own ego to say, I was right. It's better to succeed or fail with a team on a plan and be part of the collaboration versus trying to to do that whole, I told you so. I I feel like that's not, in a team team environment and to grow, you need to sometimes collaborate in in things that don't work out and analyze them together versus kind of getting yourself out of the team and and just not being part of of anything.
0: Yeah, and I really, really believe like you do in, in taking things that don't work out and looking for the lessons that we learned. What, what did we learn from it? And kind of shift our own mindset around um, not focusing on what that we failed, because in fact, let's just focus on what did we learn from this and how can we use what we learned to be successful as we move forward? I think that's so important.
1: Yes, I agree. And I'm all about continuous improvement. Uh, you know, I'm a leader in the time of technology, uh, data. Uh, I'm, I'm very data-driven to analyze uh, metrics, uh, analytics, uh, and really train that to the team when I speak. I, know I always try to bring my facts uh, We've recently incorporated dashboards for uh, certain areas to find those areas of opportunities where we could correct, not drastically, but gradually. You know, you have to understand your business from, from those type of, uh, of metrics and kind of interpret and, uh, and provide that type of feedback that is not from a place of uh, knowledge or what you think it is or what was done before, but what is the data telling you about your company?
0: Yeah. You yeah, know, I'm really curious that you, when you say that, you know, making decisions, you know, based on data, um, when do you bring in that human element? in your decision-making process? When the data reflects something negative and it's tied to a certain team,
1: Mm. that's when the human element comes in. You know, I'm not really the type of leader who I'm not, I wouldn't say, uh, I don't react negatively uh, towards the team. I'm I'm very uh, process uh, driven and to analyze it. And I think the team knows that, but, uh, I don't, I think everybody that works on something always wants it to work. And there's certain elements that kind of cause, uh, you know, KPIs to go South or not meet goals. Uh, I think it's, I don't think there's a lot of human element to it. Uh, it usually comes down to, uh, training (laughs) or, uh, external factors, uh, so I like to, the human element comes in training them and then finding solutions and sitting down to deep dive and brainstorm and, and really get to the root of it. And when we find what we find when we get to the root of uh, a metric or data showing something that's not uh, meeting expectations is not the human element of it. It's not the person. So I think that's comforting for them to kind of learn how to analyze and correct based on uh,
0: they didn't do anything
1: wrong, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's so. I love the way you presented that because it's really about understanding the data, making understanding like where things are at, and then also looking at okay, what can we do to change whatever we happen to be doing, whether it's training, some sort of education, changing a process to get a different outcome, and really taking a lot of that human element out of that. Equation and just saying there's things that we can do to empower ourselves and our teams to get the outcome that we all want. Right.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not going to give them a, a write up <laughs> or something like that. I, I don't think that would work. I would want to bring them in and show them, and then they could tell me the ideas of how they could fix it. And 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 it's usually uh, they do fix it. They turn it around once it's identified. Sometimes you know people are just not aware of. Uh, oh, you know, maybe I should have maybe it's sometimes it's changing my schedule. That day is just not working out. You know, I'm I'm using an example for something and, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's root cause and corrective action.
0: (laughs) And that is definitely definitely (laughs) a quality metric, root cause and corrective action. As we, you know, are starting to learn more about you, learning about your, your story and learning how saying yes really impacted you. You told us a little bit about tools and, and tips that our listeners can use in their leadership journey to really move forward and, and capture opportunities. Is there anything else you want to share about you, your career, or your beliefs that you, find you think other pioneering leaders could take advantage of? I think
1: keeping energized every day to remain enthusiastic to grow you know i was in supply chain management for i think over 18 years and i passed that to come to real estate to austin because it was a great opportunity for what the ceo expressed he wanted to do diversity and inclusion, something different uh, in in real estate, using more technology, analytics. uh, So we work very differently. So I I would say to get some, if you want to really grow in that uh, upward trajectory of your career, you have to shift, you have to know when to go to the next challenge versus being safe at at a place, Mm. uh, if that's what you really want. At times, you work at great companies for years, and you can't move up. Then you have to move out and, and take on a on a bigger challenge. You know, I think uh, as leaders, it's very competitive, and you know, especially for women, uh, we have to keep on moving towards that next challenge and be uh, open to take on new opportunities and even you know <laughs> diving into the unknown and uh, welcoming uh, to adapt. And 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 change. Uh, we're we're capable of changing as leaders at any point of their career. You know, we, I don't I don't think uh, we maintain the same uh, perspective in different companies. We react to different environments or where we work or different projects. Uh, so I think it's being motivated, finding your purpose, being enthusiastic about what you do. And I am a I am a people person. I love uh, being. A, of giving myself to my team Uh, I get I get very excited when they accomplish something more than when I do you know all of my accomplishments are are pretty much theirs and uh, it's very gratifying so I think if we find that gratifying uh, experience from uh, maybe not it's not always us personally but i think the when the team the team wins you win.
0: Yeah, when the team wins, you win. And that's really a lot about being a conscious leader and understanding that you're at your best when your team is at their best. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's really all about the team is really what makes you able to lead even more effectively. Wow. Um, and i love the fact that you mentioned things like, you know, find your purpose, take a risk if you want to move into another, at the next level of leadership, it might mean getting a little uncomfortable and going and making a change for yourself. Leaving that job, leaving a company where you've
1: been, you know, uh, a transformational leader is not because you're transforming other people. You're transforming yourself at the same time. And I think in this day and age, uh, there's a lot of transformational uh, leadership going on because technology advances so fast you're getting the next upgrade the next uh, best technology to run your company and you have to you know do the demos adapt do I keep analyzing and that's really kind of uh, the demand for leadership to step up and look into you know we have to keep up with the next thing to make the business more efficient so we're, we're at an interesting time to be in leadership uh, so we either sit back or dive in you, you really want to know what type of leader uh, you want to be uh, really quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And look at where we are right now today. I mean, as we're speaking, we have this whole dynamic environment that we're in with the pandemic and leaders have to you know be so flexible and agile and how they lead their teams and how they start making decisions based on a dynamic environment, which has nothing to do to do with really what's what's in their control it's really a lot of it is outside of their control
1: yeah meetings uh, remotely which you know i was already used to because i come from uh, managing uh, regions so you know i was in zoom meetings with uh, jamaica trinidad canada so when i stepped right here i'm like perfect this works i, I could adapt to that and kind of the team has been working great you know I'm happy they're still enthusiastic through uh, remote working and in, in accomplishing, actually exceeding uh, a lot of their goals. It, it's, been a, it's, it's been a great time to be growing during the pandemic, I think, for us as a company, uh, because they don't happen often. <laughs> so to take on this challenge, uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, team uh, experience
0: yeah, and I bringing that growth mindset full circle around you know saying yes and all, but also around just adapting to our our environment around us and using er- every experience as an experience to grow is so important as we pioneers are out there breaking trail and breaking down barriers. So as we close our conversation, it's been such a pleasure having you here. If someone's interested in learning more about you, Kim, how can they do that? Uh, they could contact me through my LinkedIn. Uh,
1: it, it's uh, Kim Langers, Rastigar Property uh, Company, uh, and then I have an Instagram, <laughs> Kim uh, Langers. Uh, you know, inspirational uh, woman quotes throughout the decades, through the last uh, from the last hundred years. And then I have uh, our company page, uh, rastigarproperty.com and Kim Winger's, my profile there to contact
0: me. Well, wonderful. It's been so much fun chatting with you and having you on my podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Ellen.
1: It's a pleasure to uh, speak with you today. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: help harnessing the power of yes in your life or your career? So visit my website at www.mpoweredus.com and sign up for a free 15-minute consult. I look forward to chatting with you and understanding what barriers and obstacles are in your path that prevent you from saying yes.